oftentimes you have to really dig deep and, and think about your current situation and think about really you have to know yourself the best and, and what's going to make you happy and what's going to inspire you every day to, to get up and go to work. Welcome to another episode of the ROI podcast presented by the Indiana University Kelly School of Business. I'm your host, Matt Martella. Here on the show, our mission is to help organizations make better business decisions. So for all of those who are checking us out for the first time, I just want to personally thank you for spending some time with us here uh, on the show and just welcome you to the Kelly family. As you go through some of our previous episodes, uh, we hope you find a bevy of resources that help you along your leadership journey as you grow through the ranks within your organization, as you want to become an entrepreneur, or wherever your focus may take you. We just hope these principles um, help you reach your goals. And if you'd like to get a hold of us here at the show, if you have a question uh, for some of our faculty that they can offer some of their ad expert advice, or you know of a great guest you would love to hear from, uh, please reach out to us through email. Um, you can reach us at ROIPOD, that's R-O-I-P-O-D at I-U-P-U-I dot E-D-U. So I know this happens a lot uh, or as we see a new generation come into the workforce, um, including myself being one of the millennial generation and um, even within Generation Z, people are leaving jobs at a more frequent rate than they have, I'd say, in some previous generations. And there can be a lot of stereotypes that surround, you know, some of some of the negativity with that, where, you know, some people say you'd want to get that career and you want to you want to make sure it has the benefits and you just stick with it because moving around could cost you the next job might not look good. However, on today's episode, we are going to sit down with Melanie Norton, who's the founder and CEO of Norton Philanthropic Council, which is a boutique fundraising and strategic planning consulting firm, and explore some of her own journey of, of bouncing around a little bit, but being okay with that and that you can still culminate success and that it's not always bad to want something more as you work through your career. So Melanie, just want to thank you for joining us here on the show. Thanks, Matt. I'm honored to be here today. So let's get into a little bit of your story. So take us back to uh, some of your history um, leading up to you founding your own company and um, being being here in the workforce. Sure. So I um, have had the privilege of having a wide variety of different types of careers because I've, uh, throughout my career, flip-flopped a little bit between for-profit and non-profit. So I love both, and I can't decide uh, still uh, what I want to be when I grow up. So uh, for those uh, listeners who fall into that category, uh, maybe you'll be able to identify with a few things today. But uh, my, my first job out of college was actually working for my undergraduate alma mater, which um, is Franklin College in um, admission. So I did a lot of traveling and uh, meeting with folks who were interested potentially in becoming um, students and their parents. And I always say, um, you know, a really valuable skill is being able to travel because if you can travel well, you can probably think quickly on your feet. And uh, that was something that uh, certainly I learned early in my career. Um, but uh, after a few years of that, my first real career was in banking. I spent uh, seven years working fifth, with Fifth Third Bank when they were newer to Indianapolis and uh, certainly learned a lot there. I, I had a pretty big management job with them very early in my career and, and certainly learned a lot there. 
Um, and I'm very grateful for that. I think as I look back on, you know, the ability to work with clients and um, everyone needs a bank, you know, so um, and some people love that and some people don't. And so I think you learn a lot about dealing with people in a job like that and certainly um, had a great deal of responsibility early in my career. I am a proud Kelly graduate, and so mm -hmm. at the end of my banking career, um, I took advantage of an opportunity to get my MBA uh, while I was working full-time, and that's when, um, at, at the end of uh, that tenure, I found fundraising, so my um, alma mater, again, Franklin, uh, contacted me and asked if I wanted to consider a job in gift planning. I'd worked in uh, the trust division at Fifth Third uh, toward the end of my career there, and uh, frankly, my first thought was, oh, my gosh, that sounds horrible. Who in the world would want to be a fundraiser? Um, but uh, the more I found out about it, I, I really took the interview just to, to um, you know, think about um, honing my interview skills. And the more I found out about it, the more I, I thought, wow, this sounds like the best parts of banking, the thing, things that I like. And it's, it's working with a real mission and a real purpose. And so I jumped into fundraising and absolutely loved it. Um, it changed uh, changed my life, and that has been, um, in one form or another, my career um, with a couple stints in, in consulting. Sure, and, and I think, you know, when we were talking on the phone and even before uh, we started recording the episode, you know, you too also had your kind of uh, move-arounds. Like, you tended to jump around from, from whether that be making a total career shift or just, you know, slight different moves within a certain industry. Right. Talk about some of the backlash that you may have heard or not really backlash but some of the negativity or how it was perceived from others and what some of that uh, advice that you were fighting against yeah it's it's really fascinating I think when I um, I had as I mentioned a very responsible job early in my career I was uh, banking center manager for a 20 million dollar banking center you know at age 25 and uh, was doing all the decisions hiring you know, um, mentoring, all of those things. And so that was just a really a, a, a drop in the deep end of the pool. And I loved the challenge of that. I'm so grateful um, for that experience now. When I transitioned into um, higher ed, um, it's interesting because that um, was more of um, a situation where, you know, there's this man mentality that you have to pay your dues and you know, maybe someday you can be a manager. And, you know, I felt like that was a real disconnect um, based on uh, my previous experience. But again, an opportunity to learn. And I think that for me is is one of the takeaways, um, no matter what job I've had. I really haven't had that. I haven't worked for that many different employers. I've worked uh, for DePauw University twice. I worked for Franklin College uh, a couple times, <laughs> once in fundraising, once in admission. Um, so I worked at... Um, twice in my career, the same place twice. Um, but, um, you know, I always had a real desire to grow and have more responsible positions with, within each of those opportunities. And so um, I, I so resonate with what you're talking about because, you know, in my last experience prior to starting, you know, this, this firm, um, it, it was really clear to me that the workforce is shifting and you've got, you know, several different generations um, all with something to add and give in, in you know, the same office in, in many cases. And so how do you take advantage of that opportunity? How do you inspire the best work from everyone? And how do you appreciate what everyone brings to the table? 
um, one of the things I think about, you know, frequently is you hear a lot about this sandwich generation, the generation who's taking care of their parents and maybe taking care of children or adult children, uh, you know, at at the same time. Um, and I really think in many respects that applies to the, the business world too. I mean, I think about it a lot from that standpoint in that I very much grew up in a time period where, you know, you were, you were told, you know, stick with the job, even if you hate it. And, you know, if you have anything less than four years at a particular um, place on your resume, it's going to look bad and, you know, um, tolerate bad behavior and, and all sorts of things. And I'm so grateful that, and, and a little jealous, frankly, that uh, younger generations have a totally different mindset around that. And, and I applaud that. I mean, there is some thread of, you know, um, paying your dues from an experience standpoint um, in that you need to have the knowledge and expertise in your in your craft. But I love that, um, you know, the younger generation really is forging a new path. And I'm, I've always been a bit of a rule follower. So, you know, it takes a while to let go of some of those things you hear early. But my goodness, I mean, the sky is the limit now. And, and I think, um, you know, people who really get stuck in um, not wanting to see change or not embracing change are probably the most challenged with the way the work world is going to be. And I think one thing that's extremely important to underline is that though, you know, we're, we're seeing that maybe it's not as bad to jump around a little bit within your career. The key being you have to have a specific goal or at least some way you're growing because, you know, just to leave for the sake of leaving, whether that's because you're not willing to face up your own internal battles and you're projecting it, you know, on other people and you just leave with no kind of growth in mind. I mean, yeah, then that can be uh, detrimental, you know, I I would say. However, you know, for this conversation, I want to make it clear that, you know, it's about that growth that you were talking about, where you said, you know, that responsibility or feeling that desire to want something more, you know, and so many times, and, and including myself, you know, within an organization, quite frankly, there are ceilings you can reach pretty fast within your, where you're at. And whether you, you know, and it's kind of known that you either have to decide to grind it out for the next five, 10, 15 years before that promotion. Or, you know, for me, I, when I know I want something, you know, I want to go after it. And sometimes that is, all right, if I want to grow, I need to go to the next organization. So talk about that importance of, you know, the goal setting and how in your own journey, you were able to set some goals and keep those in front of you, especially in some of those like quick jump times. Yeah. So I think it's, and I, I so agree with what you've said too, because just moving and, and I, I, you know, I've, I've, I've heard so many things. I mean, I I have, uh, again, the great joy of working with a lot of different people and having had a lot of different employees too. And, you know, you'll never, um, it's not your bosses or your institution or organization's responsibility to make you happy. I mean, that is something, you know, knowing yourself and knowing what strengths and talents you bring to the table, I think, is incredibly important. Uh, but being intentional about your path and having goals, I think, is very, very important. Where I see a lot of organizations um, fall down is, you know, lack of having a plan. 
um, and or having the right buy-in for the plan. And so that that translates to you personally as well and I think is, is incredibly important. I mean, you know, do the best at every job you have um, and, and think, you know, very strategically about what you want your next move to be. I think that's you know, that is is going to be key to making successful moves. And I like to also, you know, talk to others and encourage what I call calculated risk. You know, there's a risk with every move, but to the best of your ability, if that can be calculated risk, I think that's incredibly important. And that was very much what I felt when I decided to, um, you know, kind of step off the edge of the cliff and start my own endeavor I prepared for it. I mean, I'd been planning for it for some time. I did as much research as I could. I talked to a lot of individuals who were independent consultants. I tried to give myself enough padding to have a year where if I didn't have a paycheck for a year, I wasn't going to freak out. And, you know, you never know what um, the future holds. But I think, you know, it was a strategic risk on my part. Um, I was ready. I felt prepared. And even though you don't know when that first phone call is going to come or when you're going to sign that first client, um, I felt like I was prepared as I could be. So it wasn't just, um, you know, um, I I think oftentimes you have to really dig deep and and think about your current situation. And um, I always encourage, you know, those that I get a chance to work with to think about, you know, um, really, you have to know yourself the best and and what's going to make you happy and what's going to inspire you every day to, to get up and go to work. And one thing I want to ask you is, you know, when you, along this journey, I'm sure you've wrestled with it as I have in, in, you know, having a a career path that's maybe been untraditional or looks, appears to have, wow, like you bounce around every so often, is recognizing that at every point there's either a, a place where you stick it out because there's a growing opportunity within yourself uh, that you need to push through versus, okay, I, I've I've hit the ceiling, I've done everything I can, and there really isn't. Because there's been times, I will admit, you know, in my own journey where maybe I did leave an organization too soon because I thought I hit my ceiling. Like there's a perception of hitting, you know, that that ceiling, but really it was more so a coming to terms with, no, I need to address an issue or I need to work on something internally. It's not that I hit a ceiling here. So talk about, you know, in your own experience, when when have you, you know, recognized that, okay, I, I've, I've hit an organizational ceiling and it's time for me to make the jump to the next place to grow or, all right, I've hit a stopping block within myself and now there's something I need to self-reflect on sure. and stay within this organization so I don't leave and miss out on a learning opportunity. Yeah. So that's a harder question for me to answer because I am a big, big believer in trusting your gut. And um, so it's hard to, to sort of coach that. What I, what I can say is your perspective is sort of everything, right? So I, I encountered a situation um, earlier in my career where coaching was offered and I felt like that was a little bit punitive, even though I'm certain um, it wasn't intended to be that way. Um, and now, um, you know, when I started my own company, I was researching coaches so that I could recommend some for my clients and realized wow, why wouldn't I want this for myself? And I will say, I mean, I, it is a luxury and um, something I look forward to every month getting a, a chance to talk to my coach. And so um, I think, you know, you, what you've pointed out reminded me of that. It's, it's your perspective, right, and how you're viewing something. So um, 
sometimes you have to dig deep and, and really figure that out, right? It, it, is, it, is there an opportunity for me to still learn things? What I find um, so amazing, and I guess in, in many respects it makes me feel like I'm landing where I should, in every change I felt like everything I'd had up to that point led me right to that spot. So as strange and circuitous as the route is that I that my career has taken, I feel really strongly like there are so many things from every experience that I apply um, now today where I'm in a position to help coach and, and counsel other people. I, I feel incredibly blessed for that. But But, you know, at the time when you're in it, sometimes it doesn't necessarily feel that way. So it is really taking an opportunity to step back utilizing the perspective of a coach or mentors or friends you know you have to have your cheerleading crew it's so important to have a crew of people that you trust that can um, help encourage you and in you know um, challenge you when appropriate but I think that crew for me has been absolutely critical my entire career it's grown it's changed but um, certainly having those people on your side who can help you decipher help you step back and look at something from a different lens, I think is maybe one piece of advice that I would offer to your listeners. Uh, for me, that, that's been super helpful. Sure, and I think also, too, you bring up a great point is that, you know, hindsight's always going to be twenty twenty. Yes. You know, because in those moments, I'm if I reflect back, like there have been, as I'm sure with you as well, a specific reason why we mm-hmm. chose to yeah. make that like in that moment with given the information that we did have, it made the most sense to us. Otherwise we probably wouldn't have left in the first place, right. you know? So looking back at that hindsight, I think it's a, you know, very valid uh, way, but you know what? I love what you said about, um, you know, really taking that step back because there, it, it can be a very emotional op- or it's an opportunity for it to be emotionally driven decision versus a fact grounded in concrete evidence and self-reflection decision, which, you know, can lead to regret afterwards. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know, and there have been times in my career, you know, instances where something has felt really uncomfortable and, you know, I, I'm a a harmony person. I don't like for things to feel uncomfortable. So, you know, there have been times when I really, really struggled, um, with that. And then, you know, looking back on it now, I think that that's so much a part of my personality too. I think I mentioned when we, um, you know, talked off offline. Um, I've always been a bit of the pioneer and not the, the settler. Like when, when I feel like I've mastered something, I'm ready for the next thing. And, and sometimes, you know, uh, uh, external circumstances can make things a little bit uncomfortable. And I now look back on that and see that was my, you know, from my perspective, that was keeping me from getting too comfortable in, in whatever I was doing. And it was a real growth opportunity for me to, um, you know, spread my wings, stretch those boundaries, do something that, that's a little more risky, a little less uncertain. And, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful for that now. And, you know, uh, something that you, we were talking about earlier is, you know, there is this doubt or this perception, especially from previous generations talking about, you know, if you leave, like you said, if you leave before four years, you know, that that looks terrible and hiring managers aren't going to want that. And, and there's all these misconceptions, I think, that come into a lot of a lot of individuals, myself included. You know, I was I was under the impression that, you know, you needed to stay at least for five years, you know, in order to establish yourself and, and to look good for when you do want your next spot. And so I think for a lot of people who are kind of like the more rule followers like myself and yourself, and we want to follow good wisdom 
and the people telling us that mean well that their intentions are so well because they want to protect our career future. But how do you, you know, what advice would you have given yourself or even others who um, do wrestle with that doubt or that fear, um, even though they feel like there's more, they feel internally like they're made for more and there's more to grasp, but they're just really kind of held back by other people, you know, how, how do you, how do you work that out internally? Yeah. I mean, that is, is really key. My parents, um, have been, um, just so incredibly supportive of me and I'm so grateful to them. They thought I was a bit crazy when I decided to start my own company, uh, because they came from a generation where they couldn't fathom, you know, um, leaving a great job with wonderful benefits and, and, um, you know, sort of stepping off into the unknown. And, and I think about, you know, the, the risk and the, um, you know, the sacrifices that may, they made and their, um, sacrifices certainly, um, were my opportunities. I, I think I'm so grateful for that, but I think that is, again, we're having, you know, wide variety of groups and voices at the table that you trust is, is important because you will find, um, you'll find the gamut, right, of advice. And, and um, I think, you know, one of the, the key things for me, I mean, one of the things I've learned the most, um, you know, and I've, I've really only come to settle with this in the last several years is, you know, I, I at some point in my career realized I stopped waiting for other people to recognize what I'm worth and started trusting my own self and, you know, stopped waiting for permission. I think as a rule follower, permission was another thing. And and when I get a chance to um, counsel, you know, those I work with now, you know, I, again, I, I'm sort of of the mindset, let's let people do the thing they're really good at. Let's let them fly at that thing instead of trying to fit a square peg into a round hole and, you know, um, beating something into someone that's not natural for them. Let's fill it. Uh, figure out how to fill the gaps out in some other way and uh, really, um, you know, let people do what they, they feel they're good at. So it is hard. You'll, you'll hear a variety of voices. I think trusting in yourself, trusting in your knowledge, doing your homework, being really authentic with yourself and with others about, you know, what you're capable of and what you want to do. Um, they're all very important, I think, in the journey. And that's a really powerfully freeing revelation. I think that every person, when they decide to, whether they start their own adventure or move to that next spot and kind of overcome, I mean, that is a really powerful revelation of trusting yourself because at the you're absolutely right. At the end of the day, you know, you're not taking those people with you for the most part. And I mean, maybe you're going off and starting your own company, bringing some, but those people that are in your organization they're not coming with you and that your choice isn't going to really impact their lives. It's really only going to impact you as the person making it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and one thing I, I want to talk to you about is we, we know it got brought up earlier is that importance of when you leave, you're not, you're not necessarily starting totally over. I mean, maybe you are, if you're jumping into a career, you know, a totally different career, but even still, there's experiences from each place and each destination we stop that you're bringing with you, whether you're jumping from, you know, business to the medical field or, you know, or whatever polar opposite job industries, you know, so for you talk about some of that uh, experiences that you've brought to kind of forge your own journey and, and what that's done for you. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I love to learn. I'm definitely a lifelong learner. And if I could be a professional student, I wouldn't do anything else. So 
Um, but I, I think, of, you know, I think what's, what I think I realized, and, and I don't know exactly when in my career I realized it, but certainly when I got into fundraising um, as a professional career, what I realized um, was, you know, all those experiences, that, that sort of special soup that all those experiences make, I think was part of my success factor in um, relating to other people and, and in um, securing resources for, you know, whatever organization I was working for at the time. Um, knowing about business, having this degree for me uh, from the Kelly School was super helpful. Um, it, it gave me street cred with um, some of the really big donors. And a, a lot of really big donors, you know, are um, financially successful because they were successful in business. And so when you can talk their language, um, I think that definitely gives you uh, a leg up. You know, learning from uh, my time in banking, learning from my time working for nonprofits and, you know, mission-driven um, situations, I think all those things are really key uh, because who knows what the future holds I mean what type of jobs are going to be out there and really you know what I love is you know um, embracing the journey and just knowing who you are and being okay with it knowing if you're the type of person who is comfortable you know staying in the same job for 25 years my goodness we need people like that I loved having employees who were um, who knew their thing and embraced it right but um, you know that's not necessary not necessarily the case for everyone and so I think um, you know, I think all those things, taking away, you know, all those opportunities, you never know what you're going to end up doing. And, and like I said, I had no idea uh, I would end up in the, the um, realm of professional fundraiser. And uh, boy, I really drew on all those prior experiences to uh, make that work. I'm, I'm so grateful for them. And as you look back, I just want to know, do you you know, with all the information and talking about, you know, you needed this four years and these certain checkpoints in order to advance your career. Looking back, do you regret the journey you've taken that got you right here to this moment? I wouldn't change a single thing. And I and I say that with complete honesty, even even the challenges, because I think so much of figuring out who you are what you want out of uh, out of your life. I mean, we're as far as I know, we're only going to have one go through, one pass <laughs> at this thing called life. And so, figuring out exactly what you want to do, um, and and how you want to be in the space, uh, to me, is so important. I wouldn't change anything. I mean, we learn from all those experiences. The 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 times when you feel like you're on the top of the mountain and things couldn't be any better, and the times when you feel like, wow. You know, it shouldn't be this this hard. I mean, all those things really help shape who you are. And, you know, um, regardless of, um, you know, what your supervisor is like, and I, I mentioned earlier, you know, it's not your boss's job or the organization or institution or company's job to make you happy. You have to figure that out for yourself. And, and um, um, you know, I think in, in trying to figure that out, you, you encounter people, you encounter um fabulous bosses and mentors you encounter um you know other people that you get a chance to work with work around work for um and maybe you think okay well when I'm in a position maybe this is something I don't you know I don't want to repeat this thing or, or do this I mean you learn from all those experiences and and I think having those opportunities are tremendous I mean I, I really wouldn't change a single thing Melanie, just want to thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and being our guest here on the ROI podcast. I am 
honored. Thank you so much for inviting me. This has been Melanie Norton, founder and CEO of Norton Philanthropic Council, a boutique fundraising and strategic planning counseling firm or consulting firm here in Indianapolis. This has been another episode of the ROI podcast presented by the Indiana University Kelly School of Business. I'm your host, Matt Martella. Here on the show, our mission is to help organizations make better business decisions. We'll see you next week.